Corner on WNHHLP 103.5 FM, broadcasting live from downtown New Haven and our homes. We are streaming live on TuneIn Radio and NewHavenIndependent.org. We're also streaming live video on Facebook. Just go to Facebook.com slash New Haven Independent or go to your Facebook page and look us up. You can also hit C first to see all the great programs that we have here on W. N-H-H. Welcome to Cannabis Corner. It is Monday, October 24th, 2022. I'm your host, Joe Lachance, and I'm joined here by Hemp Farmer Lou, Uncle Lou Vega. How are you, my friend? Enjoying my day. Sorry about that technology, man. Doing all right, brother. Doing all right. Just rolling a blunt up for the show. I'm very excited about today. Yep. yep it's a little rainy yep. here in Connecticut. So I'm just kind of going through that. It's a nice autumn rainy day. Oh, I see you got your harvest finished over at your uh, dad's place there. Uh, you Put know, that's little... Pops. It's Pops plants. It's Pops little new little hobby since he retired. So very happy for him. He got his plants down. He's excited. He's like, oh, man, I'm going to have a little bit of smoke. I'm like, yeah, you got enough smoke. And all he did was six plants. He didn't do anything crazy, but he's got a little bit of property. So he did it in the back of his property and he just did six little plants. They got to about six feet tall. They were late bloomers. So they're, they just about finished. They weren't totally finished all the way. They could have went probably another five, six days, but that's okay. Um, he's happy with it. He's super ecstatic about the way this is second year growing. He's like, man, this is really cool. And it, it sustains him for an entire year. The little bit he'll get out, you know, he, I think he probably yielded a pound or two, but, um, you know, six plants, you could, you could get that without a problem on a, on a, you know, outdoor little greenhouse. So he's, he's enjoying it. He's happy, you know, good, 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 good. And how did your harvest go this year? Uh, I actually didn't really have one this year. Uh, it was a little rough. Uh, one of my inside rooms uh, had a power issue and, and just lost a lot of plants. So, oh, that's not good. We'll leave it. We'll, we'll leave it. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, before we get started, we're waiting for Bobby to come on. He's trying to connect to his audio, but I did want to give a shout out to Jason Ortiz. He's down there in Washington D.C. today. With the crew, trying to make Joe Biden do a little bit more than what he's uh, done so far with uh, releasing prisoners for simple possession. So trying to keep him at his word. He's got a big crew down there. I saw our good buddy Leo Bridgewater is down there with him. 
And uh, so they got a nice crew. And uh, I got to give props to Jason. He's got his bullhorn out there and everything. And he's he's truly keeping up the good fight. So I got to give big props to him. And uh, also wanted to give some props to Kimora Harrington over at Kimora's Cultural Corner. She had her harvest event this weekend. And uh, I just wanted to give her a big shout out for all the stuff that she does out there for not only the cannabis community, but the community at large. So um, while we're waiting for Bobby to come on, Lou, Halloween is coming up. And I'm wondering, do you have your costume ready? What are oh, you going to be? See, I, I, um, um, I, I guess I'm usually just blunt man or something. But no, um, I don't have anything for Halloween set up this year. My kids' school sent out an email talking about marijuana laced candy. I laughed a little bit. You're kidding? No, it's dead serious. The Hamden School Board sent out a letter specifically showing like um like a sour patch kid you know what i mean uh sour patch kids type you know we you know which one we get this every year every single year a new amazon bag that they found with you know cannabis markings and i was like oh man and my kids gave it to me and they were like look look how funny daddy i was like yeah i know they were like nobody gives away free weed <laughs> <laughs> Who's gonna put their edibles that they spent good money on uh, in in a Halloween bag? They might eat them before Halloween, so they could deal with all the kids that come to the door. But and then at that, you know, you teach your kids to be responsible. You know, you don't keep it around them. And then if somebody were to accidentally do something like that, make sure the kids know what's clearly marked. Check your kids' candy. Don't do it for marijuana lace candy, but do it for razor blades in the candy bars, right? That was that's what they that used was to the say. old one, yeah. Razor blades. That's what we used to get scared with. Razor blades. Every year, our parents had a check for razor blades, but uh, yeah, I never found any for, for some reason. Never but, found uh, any hard drugs in your candy. No, mostly my own pocket, but. <laughs> no. <laughs> That, that was my life, Joe. What do you want? Yeah, more more tricks than treats, I'll tell you. <laughs> it was, As you get like, older, man, Halloween. Like, There's a lot of candy going on here. Why am I the only one with weed? <laughs> <laughs> exactly right. I started pretty young, you know, and I and Halloween was a big night because you know, as you get older, it becomes more of a night of mischief than um well, we will have a Halloween show, so hopefully you don't have any mischief up your sleeve there, Joe. Oh, you never know. I might come in costume. Oh, I'm very excited. We might have to do something about this. Oh, man, we're going to have to touch base off the, off the show for next week's show. <laughs> um, but I'm super excited about everything that is going on because this is that time of the year where people get to gather and people get to have a good time. It's a, we're entering that celebratory holiday season that no matter what you celebrate, everything's been going. We've got a lot of um, different religious holidays that have all started about now. You know, we had a, a lot of Jewish uh, holidays that have started going through September into October. Now we're today we're going into Diwali. So big shout out to everybody who celebrates everything that you celebrate. But during this time, it's a big holiday season for everybody. 
and all right. walks of life. And all that means to me is that there are a ton of parties and there's a lot of weed smoking going on. Because no matter what your culture, no matter what it is, you, you all have a stoner cousin that you go for a walk on, you know? Well, yeah, of course. And you know what the big thing, you know, fall, of course, means harvest. That's so right. besides, you know, all the vegetables and all the, the harvesting that they're doing with the pumpkins, well, um, we it's harvest for corn. cannabis. Yep, we finished up corn. We just did pumpkins. We went into hemp. Then we went into little, you know, backyard things. And now, now, you know, it's now it's great events. Like it, when once we can get Bobby on, we'll talk about there his he is coming on. Yo. Uh, oh, there he is. Hold on here. What's happening? We can, can I see get and hear you. How are you, Bobby? Up, Welcome to the what? show. Thank you. Um, what's up? And um, for all our listeners, this is Bobby Nuggs, the legendary. Been in the cannabis industry. When did you start? About 2009? Yeah. 2010? 2009 was like my, uh, I was getting my feet wet. I didn't know it was actually a thing. So, right, it really wasn't. Yep, that was the same year I made Facebook, uh, actually, <laughs> which I think Facebook came out like a few years before. My senior year was 07. So That's when I was on. I was like 20 when I first started to really start the network. I had friend requested Eddie Lepp on Facebook, and that year going into 2010 was the same year that Jack Herrera had passed away from his stroke. So right. I, I was kind of immersed at that point in time and really kind of understood what was happening. Rhode Island had just gotten their first medical marijuana law passed a few years prior, which I had done a research article on in high school the year that they had passed it. So that was kind of like my entryway to the cannabis industry and being a writer mm. was writing about the first medical law in Rhode Island in high school. Um, yeah, so here we are now, almost 14 years later. <laughs> and it's finally legal in Rhode Island. You yeah. were one of the first states to do the medical program because I remember driving up there. I think we were one know. of the first, one of the first dozen. Yeah. And especially in the new England area, you yeah, were the first, sure. you were yeah, there we're before the mass and everybody else. Um, and then now you're one of the last to legalize in new England. Isn't it funny how things work like that? I know. Right. And they've, they've made a lot of changes to the laws up there, especially the medical law it used to be yeah. very open was. with caregivers and now it's kind of been taken over by the state almost pretty much yeah. right uh, it's a it's a weird time and place they've been trying to eliminate caregivers in Rhode Island since the beginning of all of this um to monopolize the dispensaries and make sure that they had sole membership from anybody who had a cannabis card mm -hmm. so for a while there they wanted to make no caregivers have no caregiver rights but you could still have a caregiver they it was too for a while, I've been a patient for 12 years in the state. So for a while, I could have two caregivers appointed by the state. They knocked it down to one. And there's just so many loopholes now. You kind of got to jump through. And actually, I think the rec thing kind of helped the cannabis, medical cannabis laws in Rhode Island a little bit. Um, so I'm just excited to see things take off December 1st. Finally, uh, have recreational sales. They just did a, a drawing for five new dispensaries in a raffle which is always weird those things definitely like kind of yeah we know questionable you know but there are five new dispensaries now Rhode Island will have eight woohoo we all know we're going to Massachusetts mostly anyway because some of the best dispensaries 
in southern New England are just a hop skip away in North Attleboro and Seekonk and Uxbridge and a few of those other places that kind of border all the corners of, of Rhode Island there, you know? Right, right. But I hope that what I, what I like in Rhode Island is that all these cultivators now, there are maybe a hundred of them who have different level micro licenses to cultivate just for the dispensaries. When we used to do that in the past, the dispensaries were literally writing IOUs to growers for thousands of dollars. And a lot of shit hit the fan and the dispensaries didn't have anybody's backs at the time because there was no cultivation license to be had. So the people who had larger grows in the state at that time kind of were sitting ducks in a lot of ways. And that was also at the time where they were weighing everything wet. So you would be charged with the garbage bag, the root ball, all the dirt left on the root ball. So I know some growers who are charged with thousands of pounds of wet weight, when in reality, it would have been 50 pounds dry, a couple hundred pounds dry, maybe, you know, right. so things are definitely like kind of stagnant here. So I, I, I hope that uh, legalization now come, come January, the new year, will kind of revamp Rhode Island. You know, you guys know we were kind of the place to be for a little while there. Oh, absolutely. That's where I met. I think I met Lou up in one of the events. One of one of the you guys see that's it. You guys used to throw event. You've been throwing events up in Rhode Island yeah. for a long time. Long time. Since high school. Yeah. Yeah. And so this is where we, we joke about it a lot. Um a lot of times people say, Oh, you know, mm-hmm. we just came up with this whole thing. And I'm like, Well, if you guys just came up with it, I don't know what we called it twenty years ago, but we were doing the same thing. I remember yeah. like looking that's at all the all the here. Holland coffee shops and and being like, holy shit, that's how that people are actually like living the cannabis culture. Big vicariously, I was living through them when I was younger, twenties through the Holland Amsterdam coffee shops, and that's kind of where all of this uh, yeah you know, community kind of started was in Amsterdam, and it it spread and flooded very quickly. And then when once High Times did that first U.S. Cup. And I think 2012 or 13, I forget, it kind of opened the floodgates for what cannabis events, social consumption, sessions, and cannabis nightlife could be in the United States. Yeah. Yeah, man. That's a big one. Um, I rem- So this is some place we, we bumped into each other throughout the entire country at this point. Um, there, was the, there was a cup there, and I make this comment uh, very vividly. We all know uh, Apple Apple guy. Yeah. You ever talk about how this community goes far, wide, and around? I was at the Las Vegas High Time Cannabis Cup. I want to say like 2014, 2015, something yeah, like that. Heyday. You know what I mean? Where it was still completely illegal because it was just a medicinal. They held it on the Indian on the Native reservation out there. So that was, that's how everything was done. You, they would have to hold events on native land so that it was a little bit more back and forth. There was so much where, where events have come to where they are right now. You know what I mean? It's, it's so different. Um, you still got a long way to go. Yeah. And I think that you guys are bridging that a lot because let's talk about the, the super, uh, you know, the super potatoes of what, what we're here for today, at least. Yeah. Tell yeah. us about the great event today uh, that's going on this this coming week because I'm super excited about that because it kind of encompasses all areas of the the culture. So yeah. some community, some advocacy, 
some job placement. There's a you you guys have a whole bunch of things going on. Please tell us a little bit more about this uh this new event. Yeah, that's this oh. Sunday, right? Yeah, Sunday, October 30th, which is Hollow's Eve. Mm-hmm. Um, I've thrown an event on this day for eight years, nine years. We took a little break there because of COVID. Um, Ghouls and Globins is an annual event that I would do every year. And the last like six months, I was toying with the idea of maybe doing an expo with the after party being Ghouls and Globins. And we solidified the idea to come up with the concept. We're dubbing it a hybrid event concept uh, called the Halloween Cannabis Expo, Hexpo for short. Right. Uh, we're basically taking what a cannabis convention and a horror comic convention are doing and meshing it all together. We have over a hundred local business exhibitors um, from artists to jewelry makers, candles, um, sneakerheads, exotic snacks, all the way down to, we have about a dozen local dispensaries, Northeast Alternatives, Solar Thera, Basque, all as part of our job fair for the event. Um, so a lot of these businesses now are branched off and have two locations. Solar Thera is actually one of the new five dispensaries coming in Rhode Island. So they'll have Rhode Island and two dispensaries in Mass. So these are all businesses hiring for high and low level positions. So we've had over 75 people register for the job fair aspect of this event. They'll be able to use me as a reference on their resume. Other people at the event, they'll be able to network on site and drop off their resume to the business owners, managers in person. And we're kind of uh, a vetting process for people. That's what we're considering Hexpo um, for these for these uh, job applicants. So it's been really interesting, and, and I'm, I'm I'm proud that we got that many people. It's triple three, four, five people a day now are are registering for the job fair. So oh, so that's good. So you're getting more people uh, who are interested in actually getting in the industry. Hundred percent. Yeah, coming there looking for an opportunity you know, not just coming there to party, you know, so there's a a definite practical. People could uh, always take opportunities coming from our events all all over the years, but I I really wanted to make this like a solid type of opportunity. Now that there's so many dispensaries here in Massachusetts and new ones in Rhode Island, I see a lot of people, I'm sure you guys too, exiting the food service industry, bar industry, just trying to kind of live their dream and open their door and the first way to really do that is to get a job as a bud tender or a dispensary manager or a packager. And it could open up so many other doors for people. Yeah, I always used to tell the students that, you know, all you need to do is get your foot in the door. That's it. Even if you're just answering phones, even if you're just working the front desk, even if you're sweeping the floors, just exactly. get your foot in the door because you can't climb the ladder unless you start at the bottom rung. Yeah. You know, you don't jump the ladder. This isn't pro wrestling. Um, so, you know, that's what it's all about. And I'm glad to see that, you know, somebody from the community, not some organization or not some big MSO is putting together this job fair, you know, for the people, you know, yeah, for man. the community. It's something I'm proud of. And, and we have definitely have extractors all the way down the line of people interested in, you know, furthering their career and their passions. So that makes right. me proud and kind of solidifies the whole idea and brings it all together and puts the cherry on top. So everybody will be in costume. We have some crazy costume prizes. Um, we're working with over half dozen local nonprofit charity organizations um, trying to raise money for local nonprofits, such as ASPCA, 
local veteran organizations. We actually have Apple Guy as one of our local nonprofits. He's donated over 100 pounds of fruits and vegetables to local uh, food banks over the last month. So we're doing everything. Uh, we actually have Danny Danko as our celebrity cannabis guest. Um, he's going to be doing a book signing, and then he'll have all the newest copies of Northeast Leaf Magazine. And then for our horror celebrity guests, we have Hal Havens. He was uh, very famous for this 1988 movie called Night of the Demons, and that opened up a lot of doors for him. He's been in Alf, Fear the Walking Dead, uh, just so many different things. So he's a, he's a horror celebrity and kind of, you know, loves cannabis, as we all do. So right. that'll be our, our horror celebrity guest. And then you'll just, you'll see all the locals, man. It's, it's going to be a family affair in many ways uh, this coming weekend. So we've right. tried to pull out all the stops for this event and dealing with the town and the, and the state and just everything. It's been fun to navigate it. So we're, we're excited and we got everything in this next five days. I'm sure you guys know how it goes. It's always yeah. going to be a crucial time for any event manager. So we're hitting the ground running tonight. We actually have Sensi night. We've printed over 100 free tickets to give away just at the event tonight. We've given away over 800 free tickets to Hexpo. So trying wow. to get the foot traffic in the door and build something here that uh, is way bigger than, than me or any one thing. And I think is going to continue to evolve and snowball into something really, really cool. Yeah, it sounds really like looking forward to that. Yeah, it could be a yearly <laughs> event, you know, a destination event where people would actually come from out of state, you know, to yep. travel to. Yeah, we have a lot of people coming in from all over the country, actually. So right. just that alone right there makes me feel like the concept that people believe in and they kind of understand because doing this in 90 days to 100 days is definitely a challenge. But I know the recipe and the marketing strategies to assure success, which is obviously difficult, you know, even trying to get a cannabis event to be able to legally advertise um, is an extreme challenge. So that's something that we've had to navigate there through this process and remind reminds, just reminds me, stark reminder that cannabis is so stigmatized still. Yeah. Just trying to end that. still, man, you know, I'm very well, excited about the it. amount of cosplayers that you guys have coming in. I've really, I've loved seeing, yeah. you know, you guys do a great job in, in getting the information out there and disseminating it to everybody. So you really had, I've seen tons of different style cosplayers. You're going to have everything that you're going to go. And I think that entices and continues to encourage individuals who are coming to the event to take the time and put something on, Hell you know, yeah. put a, put a, put an outfit on come out, have fun with everybody. And I'm, I'm, I know I'm excited about it. I'm going to figure something out. I'm not going to come in as regular Joe Schmo. You have a, an incredible out. face painter for anybody who may not have a costume. She does really good work. And yeah, we have some of the best cosplayers in the region. We have the number one Freddy Krueger cosplayer, Dream Killer cosplay. He's donating all of his photos for charity. Michael Wagner, he'll also be uh, our Jason Voorhees cosplayer. So we have that famous duality right there of those two guys. Then we have Leatherface, Michael Myers, Oogie Boogie, Elvira. Um, we have the RPD Cruiser from uh, Resident Evil and Resident Evil cosplayers stilters uh just it's gonna pinhead. be a good time it's gonna it's be, really gonna be like time. a harvest a harvest circus showcase man and you know yeah. we, all, we all have that in common the harvest season is a very special time of year here in new england and everywhere for, for that matter 
And, but here in New England, especially fall, we have all these fall traditions that coincide so well with cannabis. And this time of year, everybody's taking down their crops, crops are hanging, people are trimming. So it, it, it's almost like pre-Christmas, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, it is. It's rough, you know. Well, we took down my old, like I was talking about my old man. He uh, retired and he got back into cannabis and he's like, you know what? It's legal now. You know, I can grow a couple plants. And he did himself a small little crop. He took six plants and grew them out. And I, I was watching him. I'm like, man, I see you with that little smile on your face, acting like you're 17 years old again, growing and growing weed in a, in a forbidden place he goes man it's legal too now i yeah. said this is this is where the world is right now and it was legal 150 years ago it was just we just finished a very hard prohibition stint and now being able to bring things out into the light and have them coincide like mixing of the ideas you know everybody's i believe everybody smokes weed from somebody who likes horror and christmas to somebody who wants to be the big spring fling person the duality is there, but I believe that that one common thing is cannabis. And oh, yeah. um, I cannabis think mixing cannabis, yeah. you know, with, you're mixing it with one of the funnest holidays of the year, in all honesty. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you got the Horror Hall of Fame over there. Yeah, it, we do, it should man. Be. I love that concept of blending the horror, because horror conventions are out there and they're a big thing, and yeah. the cannabis, you know, yeah. because... You know, we have uh, our buddies from Still Toking, yeah. and they realized this a long time ago. They're bigger on the horror yeah. circuit than they are on the cannabis circuit, but yet they started here on the cannabis circuit with us, you know? So I think that's great. I think it's yeah, a cool it's a, concept. it's a smart blend. I definitely see what those guys are doing with the Tidewater Horror Convention and, you know, much respect to all the contributions they made to their industries and their careers, you know, those those guys got some really cool, unique things going on and kind of are in a lane and niche all of their own and more power, more power to them. Yeah. Yeah. They've created like their own little cannabis um, comic. Well, this is where, Joe, this is where a lot of times we tell everybody who asks us, Hey, what do you, what do you think I should do? And I always tell everybody, whatever you're good at, whatever your lane is, Wherever you're looking to do something, do that and then integrate cannabis. Don't go into cannabis trying to integrate what you do, exactly. you know? So if you're somebody who does, you know, cups and st- marketing stuff and or do that well and then integrate cannabis into it and you'll become yeah. a, a rock star in your own industry. Yeah, yeah I've seen a lot of I people come from corporate events and, and corporate sports and whatnot recently who are transitioning their career fully into cannabis and you know they're extremely successful doing that i love it especially uh you know a lot of these athletes man some of these football players like all my friends and our families have looked up to for years now are retiring and have have traumatic brain injuries and everything like that so the story's still here man I, i think we forget that cannabis can alleviate so many symptoms and it's not just uh a recreational uh, substance for all of us to enjoy. And a lot of people are still getting a lot of benefit from this. Not only that, social anxiety, I think we're all breaking down those walls after COVID and slowly getting back out there. And events seem like they're taking a positive curve again, because for a little while there, we were all like, it's never going to be the same, you know? So right, right. more people we have entering the industry and, and interested in it and, 
trying to combine their actual passions is going to continue to help end the stigma and get us off schedule one. Yeah, that's the key thing. You know, Joe Biden promised to take a look at it on yeah. the uh, national level. We'll see if they come through with that promise. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it's I don't again, think it will happen while he's in office. That's for sure. No, I don't. He's I really not doing think much. that it's very close on the horizon after 80 plus years of prohibition, cannabis prohibition being in play. I think that it's going to take a, a close to a century to get it off of schedule one. And yeah. I hope that mushrooms are also looked at in the, in the same sense and maybe also taken off schedule one eventually because the, the psychedelic movement right now um, and hallucinogen movement is very similar to what the cannabis movement was. Yeah, I was gonna they say skipped that. ahead dramatically because there's this platform now for them to use, which was cannabis legalization. So now there's mushroom dispensaries and mushroom cafes and mushroom edible companies everywhere. You know, like more yeah, no, it's, changing people's views, everybody, you know, it's important. And I, and I like seeing that we're seeing states now, even the state of Connecticut is starting to study mushrooms to see if they want to make them legal for medical purposes. Yeah. I, I do see it following the same trajectory as cannabis, which is good. We kind of paved the way and gave them a blueprint yeah, exactly. because let's be real. Uh, we weren't around when they, they made, they dropped prohibition. So we don't know how they did it. Exactly. We kind of had to, you know, the blind leading the blind, we had to find our own way yeah. on how to make it legal. And it, and that's why I believe it took as long as it did. Yeah. You know, it's taken quite a long time for that first state. to. Back legalize. then there wasn't nearly as much money and, and corporate uh, holds on companies and the whole nine, they were just getting started with their, legacy beer companies, Budweiser and all these brands were just starting then. So, I mean, I I just hope to see cannabis come off schedule one sooner than later. And that's definitely been a focus of my um, point of topic discussions and advocacy is continuing to end the stigma towards cannabis and getting it off of schedule one, because there are still people going to jail for this plant every single day. Right. And and worse, you know, so I I can't, everything I do, every event we do, is all towards that end goal. I'm 34. So I hope by the time I'm 50, you know, you know, we'll see that real true legalization come into play. And Free market legalization. Exactly, like, yeah. That's a, the future we are going to see. And to picture it is crazy. Yeah. Well, keep picturing it because you know, you're the law of attraction, brother. <laughs> yeah. we've, all, we've come a long way in a short time. Yeah, so. yeah, no, for absolutely. Now this event on Sunday, mm-hmm. it's a twenty-one and over event, right? So strictly twenty-one plus. We are abiding by all state laws. There will be no THC sales on site, but you can can't you can come and consume cannabis behind the building in covered lounges and the dabulance. They'll be heated, and you can come dab. Uh, just uh, we ask by by state law. Make sure you don't bring too much, and you know just have a good time. That's what it's really all about, you know. Right. This is a public consumption event. I'm sure yeah. there will be CBD people up there. We'll have, so, we'll have some CBD some vendors. Medicine. We'll have a couple um, seed vendors. We'll have a rep from Gage Green. We got Dank Flow Genetics uh, doing some clones. So we kind of wanted to make sure we could also establish people, maybe getting some jobs, but get people growing. Because I feel right. like that's also very important now that anybody in Rhode Island can grow. 
anybody in mass can grow. Sourcing quality genetics uh, and clean genetics is incredibly important for everyone. So, right, right, and obviously these people have your stamp of approval. Yeah, and right. I so love they, the, I love Gage Green Genetics, man. Those guys uh, at the time before they had a recent parting ways of both partners. Um, they've laid the foundation works for many incredible strains, such as Mendel Breath some real fire fire you know so they got some new releases uh star labs will have a bunch from those guys and i know that dank flow genetics will have a bunch of their own selected pheno uh clones from their own pheno hunts so the cbd guys too everything we got a little bit of everything man we really um for the hundred vendors we've covered all the bases and i really wanted to have a well-rounded base of of businesses you know i'm sure there'll be music there too as well yeah, yep. we'll have music. And then the after party, Ghouls and Globins, uh, this building, uh, Hexpo will be in a 10,000 square foot showroom indoor soccer field. And then the after party will be transitioned upstairs into Red's kitchen and banquet hall, which will have the VIP in the in the dining room. They'll have a privately catered menu to order dinner from, gift bags, all that stuff. And then we'll have a DJ, performers, uh, pinata, all types of really unique stuff for the after party. This will be the seventh annual Ghouls and Globins, and we'll also have a memorial for Red Blazer. Um, I think Terry will be out maybe selling some of his T-shirts and just trying to stay true to everyone who's been a part of this for years now. And we have some of the same sponsors we worked with since 2014, actually sponsoring the event Sunday. So wicked cool, humbled and honored to bring this to the community. So. Yeah, yeah, no, we're all looking forward to it. And Bobby, you've always been known for putting on good quality events. You're not the, you like, you, you're an activist, you're an advocate, you're about getting the plant legal. You've always been more involved in the ancillary part of the industry, not really one to go, oh, I want to own a dispensary, yeah, I want to no. own a big giant cultivation facility. No. You're more about event promotion, community involvement, getting people together. And you also, do you still write for Northeast Leaf? Yeah, we write every single month. I just dropped four new articles. So we've, we've been published over, me and Bailey, over eight, over 80 to 100 times in the magazine. Every single month we're out there touring all these new grows, seeing who's really good out there and who's taking proper growing techniques and methods to the next level. And just got our finger on the pulse, man. That's something that I always take pride in. The look ahead, trying to make sure I'm always looking to the future. And keeping my finger on the pulse of the community and what's actually going on from the dabs to the genetics all the way around, you know. Right. I love this. I love this stuff so much. This is my yeah. entire life. I, this is my whole life. I don't know any, I don't know anything else. This is all I've done since I was 20, you know. So I'm right. blessed to be here. So. I do I do know. <laughs> I know you know. I, and much respect right. to anybody who does, because it, it it was a risk. And many times I would, thought my door was gonna get kicked in and I'd be going to jail the next morning. So to be able to figure out ways to become legitimate in an illegitimate industry that's just starting out is 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 really interesting and cool. Yeah. Oh, it is of- a it is a it's an accomplishing feat, and you did really did it. And we're very 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 happy to have you as our very dear friend of the show. Like, my respect to you guys. Everything you both done, dude. Like, it's great to just be talking to you guys still and throughout all these years and all the events and times and ups and downs, you know, I'm happy oh, you know what? Your faces. I talk about, I say this all the time. I got one of these, you know, one of those walls of stuff. 
I actually have old ghouls and goblins. Hell yeah. You could probably tell me what year this was. He'll be right back. Yeah, yeah. I keep this with me like all the times. Just one of my awards that we keep in the living room right here. Love it. All types of art, all types of shit everywhere. Yeah, I got a question. Which one was this one? That was 2016. That was uh, Artful Dabber VIP print right there. Yeah, that was 2016, man. I think that was... uh, the last one that me and Jazz ended up doing together. Yeah, was- I have a bunch of other stuff from old ones. I think I've been to almost all of them at this point. The meltdowns and the cannabisinas, and you've definitely supported my events throughout so many changes, challenges, and different concepts over the years. So thank you it's for it's a growing thing. It's all it about is, growth. It is. It's what it's all about. Nine yeah, years of throwing actual cannabis events. What uh, was your first event, Bobby? My first event was Harry Brown's Green Love Music and Arts Festival. Uh, no, wait, actually, 2010, it was um, the Portland uh, Cannabis um, Expo. Yeah, the Portland Cannabis Expo in Portland, Maine. It was actually the first time that I got to meet KOP. Uh, Far Out Magazine was one of the magazines that I was writing for at the time, and Man, they smoked out those hotel rooms attached to that Portland Civic Center in Maine. Like, I never seen. It was the first time that I was, like, holding huge balls of hash and, like, hitting hot knives. Oh, man, it was quite an experience. And I was, like, from there on, events was something that I set out for. I was doing 2010 to 2015, 40, 50 events a year seven to 12 music festivals a season camping out it's how i built my reputation piece by piece you know dab yeah. by dab by dab yeah you started <laughs> out in the extraction uh in the extraction yeah, field i had a i had an extraction company in 2010 nothing legitimate but i was doing washes for all some of the best local growers in rhode island at the time and it was called sapphire extracts so i was ahead of the curve in a lot of ways way before things kind of started happening you know and i still love hash i still make bubble to this day i still have full melt in the freezer behind me still something i enjoy so much and probably will enjoy for the rest of my life you know yeah and it's probably what helps make your life longer but uh yeah i've always said that to people that you are one of the true pioneers i remember you were one of the first names i ever heard up there like oh bobby nugs and and it's like oh okay yeah he's you know he's he's the guy you want to talk to um so and you know you're also quite the cook you you have a quite an interest in cooking i know you've got a couple of uh events that you throw the interpretasting events yeah bailey bailey's the lead chef on that that's uh kind of bailey's uh bailey's show she really handles all the food with extra extra care and she crushes it every single time we always uh always have a sold out event for that show we're going on our four-year anniversary come april for interpretasting so we've done almost up, upwards of 50 sold out interpretasting craft cannabis tasting and pairing events and we're actually just planning now our december 17th event the last one for 2022 event season so and then the pizza thing man yeah that's cool next month we actually signed on to be judges uh for the ri food flights lord of the pies so we'll be judging the 30 best pizzerias in the state and choosing our favorite which is really really cool last year we entered the competition but this year we were chosen as judges which is really cool so from we judge to pizza judge 
from Barcelona, Spain to LA. We're out here, man. Yeah, you've been just you've been doing it for years, and you know I got to get up there and try your pizza. Oh yeah, because dude. I've heard that the bar pizza up there in Massachusetts, it's the best. It's like it its own own style. We'll be popping pizza. up, uh, I think, in Bridgewater, which is the heart of bar pizza in the South Shore, um, starting in January, maybe till the summertime, maybe once a month, and then we've got some really cool pop ups planned at Underground Lounge in Tiverton, Rhode Island, um, and d- interpret tastings planned all the way out into April. Commonwealth Cup we got, and then uh, I'm hearing word of the Grass is Greener Festival coming at 420, which was previously the Carney Roll. I was on staff with them last year, so we're already looking at all the way into summer right now, and things are just, oh, man, it's going to be a great year next year. I'm so excited, and happy holidays to you boys. I can't believe it's almost Halloween next weekend, so... Yeah, right, right. Oh, now, what are you going to be dressed as, Bobby? So um, I uh, just ordered my costume. I'm going to pay homage to Hunter S. Thompson. Oh, really? Yeah, he's uh, been an idol of mine for a really long time. I actually got to visit his ranch out in Colorado and loved his writing. And he kind of, you know, sparked my flame to be more of a gonzo journalist and, and put my, my everything on the line to be a writer. So, yeah, that's very cool. You know, interesting enough, I live on uh, the island of Vieques, yeah, awesome. which is where he wrote The Rum Diaries. Yep, yep, The Rum Diaries. And uh, he mentions it in there. I guess he was working for the San Juan Star at the time, and he would come over to Vieques to write. And uh, the little hotel, there, uh, I visit the coffee shop every day. They got a whole restaurant down here. No way. In his honor, where the hotel used to be, where he stayed, down, it's called down where in Vegas, Puerto Rico. Puerto Rico, yeah. Bailey was saying yeah. she's she's been there. We wanted to, to go to Puerto Rico really yeah, badly. Haven't had the chance. We Bring her to... on. We you Bailey. mentioned Bailey a lot. Let's say hello uh, to Bailey because she also has a lot going on. Hi, hi Bailey. Hi. How, how are you? Good. Welcome to the show. Good to, to see you. you. There's hello. Uncle Lou. He wants hey, to sit. So you guys are really tearing it up together. Yeah, man, we're blessed. We are a dynamic duo and everything I've always dreamed of having it in a partner, you know? Right, right, right. I mean, much, much props to you guys. But yeah, I live on VHS and it is definitely right. somewhere you should visit. That, man. Yes, I'm a huge fan of Puerto Rico. I've been there a few times. I stay mostly on the east side of uh, the big island, but I've been to Vieques, Culebra, Palomino, Palomanito, all those little islands off the side. Puerto Rico's gorgeous, gorgeous country. It is. Amazing. People don't realize it. Are you there you know? now? I'm there right now. I am. Oh, I want to so see pictures. Puerto Rico. Talk about all right, me. I'll start. Talk about I'll making moves live in the dream, brother. Well, we yeah, that's it. Yeah. Yes, please do. I mean, you know how to contact me. I can get you a place to stay. That would be awesome. Um, you know, show you around the island, figure out, you know, where the, the cool places are to go. Have you ever, have you ever met up with Lisa Mar and Guillermo? No, I don't think so. They're uh, they were part of Mass Can, but they live in Puerto Rico full time. They're they're Puerto Ricans who moved to Mass to study the cannabis industry and go back to Puerto Rico and try to help change the laws there. So definitely gonna introduce you to them too. Yeah, please do. Even if you want to do it over Facebook, and I know Eve uh, is here now. Eve Santana awesome. is here back and forth. Wicked last kid. I heard from her. So yeah, and um, we have decent laws down here actually for medical. Yeah. Other than the fact that it's taxed, mm-hmm. you know, which is unusual for medical marijuana. 
but uh, we have plenty of dispensaries. We actually have an overabundance of product here. So the prices are really low, but it's, it's all Puerto Rican owned. There are no MSOs down here. That's awesome. So the quality is actually pretty good and the prices are pretty good. That's so awesome. I can't complain except there's no dispensary on Vieques. So, <laughs> so you got to go off island to get to the dispensary? I got to go off to the main island to get dispensary. Do you have yeah. a boat? No, I don't have a boat. I wish I had a boat. Boy, that would make things Yeah, because everyone lot. has boats down yeah, there. Yeah, they do. Like, yeah, you got to get around on the boats. Yeah, and there are You people- must have a friend that has a boat. Yeah, no. Yeah, and there are people who do water taxis. Yeah, Um, yeah, for cheap too, like twenty bucks. Yeah, and then they have the ferry, which is like five bucks. So it's not hard to get over there. It's just it's a day trip. You know, it takes time. You know, yeah, yeah, but but it must be amazing. Such a um, good life over there. Good quality of life. I gotta say, yeah. I mean, it's really nice to wake up. It's it's seventy five, eighty degrees. You know, every day on the I beach. Can, I can hear the water from my house. You know, <laughs> see the beach. I got a great view from where I live. I'm up on a hill, so mm-hmm. I could see the main island. I can see Culebra. I can even see St. Thomas on a clear day yeah so culebra was voted like the best beach in the world i think for flamenco beach yeah yeah, like 10 years running yep and we got some nice ones here too um they actually filmed one of the uh, corona commercials one of those snoop dog (laughs) corona commercials uh here on (laughs) vacas at one of our beaches so you know they had it was interesting they had um uh come in on helicopters you know it, it was very very cool Sick. Um, awesome. yeah they came in on helicopters and then uh they stayed on boats in the harbor so they would just drive the boats in and uh and do the filming that's awesome yeah it was pretty cool yeah. snoop was yeah. hanging I out i always wanted to go down there i actually haven't traveled since my treacherous pandemic oh the spain trip (laughs) so we travel to las vegas next month it'll be my first time on a plane since then we're going to mj bizcon oh yeah that's coming up right yeah it's coming up in like three weeks from now we were actually accepted as press which is actually pretty cool because i've never uh had to submit so many different uh pieces of my writing and all links to my social media they're very their vetting process is very deep so the fact that they accepted us i'm very thankful and should be a cool experience. We got some podcasts lined up out there and um, should be getting a press release to potentially be on the Cannabis Talk 101 with the Pot Brothers in LA, some good friends of mine. So trying to make some connections while it's my first trip in three years, I might as well make it best I can, you know? Yeah, there you go. <laughs> we got to hit this. Yeah, we got a new new nail. Oh, nice, 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 nice. It spins. You know, we love our dads. We are. Uh, just finished up judging for the harvest cup oh right that's coming up in a couple weeks right yeah right right uh, before we leave for las Las vegas november 11th and 12th at the dcu center last year was a great show man they had a packed crowd there were people there all day i had an amazing time me too they're have really you ever good been people, to one, Joe? Oh, of course. I've been, I was at the first one. I was, a, you know, I had a yeah, table they, there and everything. It's really grown into something big. And last year, Mike Tyson showed up, which was uh, quite a loved and hated scenario for many people. But 
Real, real quick, real. There you go. There you go. Lose a judge too. So I look. just submitted my last entry. So all done. Well, we're. Um, yeah, Lou's still testing right now. <laughs> well, I, I think there were two and a half times as many flowers as there were potential concentrates. So. Wow. There was a. Uh, it was. It was a. Uh, <coughs> this is sample number one hundred six. Nice. I don't know what this one is. Uh, so some yeah. wisely. Yeah, it's uh, but the the Harvest Cup they do a great job, and then they run a really great competition. I would say that it's probably one of the better run competitions in in the country. Um, I agree. The judge kits are <coughs> are ample. They're they they definitely give you enough time. They're they yeah, make sure everything's documented. They really I'd go. I'd say that's wherever. the most important thing. Is enough time. Yeah, time and there were times time where I had to like work. I landed five days, got my kit the day I landed. I was supposed to have it in say within seventy two hours, eighty entries, like absurd. Yeah, how are you gonna finish? By now I've judged upwards of like has to be forty to fifty cannabis cups now. And this is go. uh the entries, the entries for this are ex- exceptionally good. Wow. Open it, show them. Oh look! Oh yeah, that well is. Run. I think uh, you know, and as as the market matures here on look this coast, those. is as everything continues to open up, and as as things will continue to to get better and better, more refined, and I think that's where we're at. Is our market is maturing here in the Northeast? 100%. You know. Well, now, like, I think the pandemic really changed. Yeah, it changed both perception everything. and outlook of it all, and there's more of a a boutique quality. Oh, across the board. Quality. Yeah, I think, um, you know, the MSOs coming in yes. really motivated people, make them realize that, you know, if they don't step up and do something, that we're going to end up with, you know, a, a, a crappy weed industry mm-hmm. if we let the MSOs take over. So I think that motivated a lot of craft people. And I think it made a lot of people go out and search out craft cannabis because they had tasted the MSO stuff and they're like, nah, nah, you know, yeah, there, <laughs> we're not, we're not going for this. There are a few cultivators in mass who are growing extremely high quality flower, definitely right. exotic level, such as tower three. I think they're in Framingham. Tower three is amazing. They're really growing some boutique quality herb over there. Only a handful of strains too. So they really got to dial in. If anybody right. in Mass hasn't had the chance to try to purchase some of the Tower 3, I highly, highly recommend it. And I'm an right. extreme flower snob. So. For sure. So it's listen, organic, organic living soil and everything. They're so clean. We're getting down to the wire here. So I For wanted sure. to give you guys a shot at, you know, telling us how we can find the event, where it's going to be. Yep. Give us all the details and how they can get a hold of you, follow you on social media, all that kind of stuff. Awesome. So you can follow Hexpo underscore on Instagram, Hexpo Facebook. Um, we're going to have over 100 local business exhibitors from candle makers to autograph signing, celebrity guests. We're going to be um, working with a half dozen local charities. And it's going to be a really great experience. Uh, you can grab tickets at the HalloweenCannabisExpo.com. Tickets for, uh, sorry, the HalloweenExpo.com. We actually had to change that. Um, and then you can grab tickets for the after party right on our website too. VIP is sold out for the after party. 
but VIP Wolves is still available for Hexpo. Ticket sales are actually really climbing right now, which is cool to see. And if you want to register for the job fair, if you're interested in maybe trying to drop off your resume, you can find the registration link right at that website as well, thehalloweenexpo.com. Yeah, man, hope you can find us. If not, we'll be at Sensi Night tonight at the Royale in Boston giving out free tickets. So if you're watching the show and you see me and you're there, come holler at me for some free tickets, man. All right, great, great, great. And also, uh, how can they find out about your other events? Interpretasting uh, on Instagram, on Facebook. You can email highendeventscompany at gmail.com for any uh, private bookings for Bobby's Bar Pizza pop-ups or interpretasting dinners. We cater weddings and all types of stuff like that. So, Oh, that would be cool to have an interpretasting wedding. Awesome. That would be awesome. People keep that in mind. Maybe you'll have to come down to Puerto Rico and... Uh, you know what? You know what? That's not a bad idea. We should talk because they do them down here. Hell yeah. Yeah. I'm all about working with the locals and not stepping in anybody's toes. Right. All right. We're getting cut off. Bobby, thank you so much for coming on. And it's always a pleasure to talk to you. And everybody come to Hexpo this weekend. What time does it start? 12 to 7 p.m. One Sports Inc. 1314 Fall River Ave in Seacon. Seaconk Mass. All right. And they can find out all that info on your website. Or my Facebook. All right. Very, very cool. Everybody, we'll see you next week. We'll see you next time. Enjoy. I was going to go to class before I got high. Come on, y'all. Check it out. I could have cheated and I could have passed, but I got high. I'm taking it next semester and I know why. Why, because I got high, because I got high, because I got high. Go to the next, go to the next, go to the next. Uh, I was gonna go to court before I got high. Uh, I was gonna pay my child support, but then I got high. No, you wasn't. Uh, they took my whole paycheck, and I know why. Why, man? Hey, because I got high, because I got high, because I got high. Gonna run from the cops, but I was high. Uh, I'm serious, man. I was gonna pull right over and stop, but I was high. Uh, <laughs> now I'm a paraplegic, and I know why. Why, man? Yeah, because I got high. Because I got high. Because I got high. I was gonna make love to you, but then I got high. I'm serious. I was gonna eat your. Now I'm and I know why. Because I got high. Because I got high. Because I got high. Go, go, go.